Hi, this is Rob Foltz, campus pastor at Lee University, and we want to welcome you to this podcast. It is a tradition here at Lee University that once a semester we do the prayers of the people. It is an opportunity um, to walk with our God by walking with each other. And so this morning I want to invite you, whoever you may be, if you would like to verbalize a praise or a concern so that we can do communion through prayer. Is there any prayer requests this morning that need to be lifted up? We're going to put the prayers of the people with the call to confession since it is the season of Lent. So please join me in the call to confession, which is printed in your bulletin. It's from John 1 again and from Daniel 9. Please respond in the bold. The true light that gives light to every person was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. O Lord, incline your ear to our troubles. Hear us when we pour out our sorrows before you. Forgive us not on the ground of our own righteousness, but on the ground of your great mercy. Indeed, O God, hear us. Be near us. Be into our tomorrows, working out your good for your faithful ones. Father, I lift up to you, Lizzie, in this very moment, and I just pray that you would put your hands upon her body. Thank you for Noah, for her friend, that's all the people that you've put around her, and I just pray that you would give the doctors wisdom and discernment about how they can help her. Likewise, Lord, I pray for Wilbur and his time of dementia and also healing from an accident. Father, it must be very confusing be struggling with dementia and be in the hospital with new faces and new nurses all the time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers for Wilbur. Lord, we lift up to you Stacy Campbell, who is suffering also, struggling with her health. I pray, dear Lord, that you would put your hands upon her body and, and every cell in her body would be obedient to your voice. And Lord, we pray the same for Peyton. Touch her knee. We know, Lord, that you are the great physician, that you are the healer. And so we ask that you would heal her today. I pray for Melissa, who is struggling with with all the things that are on her mind. Father, give her a peace that surpasses her understanding, and may she rejoice in your faithfulness towards her. Father, for Dr. Blake... I pray, Father, that you would relieve the pain in his head, the throbbing pain, and relieve the worry from his wife, his children, this tumor in his head. Father, we ask that you would shrink it by your miraculous power, your goodness. Lord, for George and Linda, grant them your presence today. Speak into their ears. Allow them to hear you and let them know that you are close. And Father, for all those in New Zealand, Christ Church community, those throughout the world who have suffered from gun violence, those that we have forgotten because it's happened so long ago, for police brutality and just the loss of life domestically, Father, we ask that you would rend open the heavens and that you would come down 
pour out your Holy Spirit and intervene in the places that so desperately need your love. My Father, I pray for Noah and the loss of his grandfather. Father, it's not meant to be like this. We look forward to you coming again in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. That is our hope, and we hold you to that promise. And thank you, Father, for Sylvia, and that she is healing, that she is getting stronger. Father, it is by your power and by your strength that we can grow to be strong. Thank you, Father, for forgiving us of our sins, for breaking the shame and the regret that holds us so down. But Father, also help us to forgive ourselves, to show compassion and mercy to those who are struggling with mental illness. And Father, help us to not be judgmental, but to be merciful. Lord, as we gather together with one heart and one voice, we pray the prayer that you taught us by praying together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The assurance of pardon again comes to us from John 1. To all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Hear the good news. We are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson comes to us from the Gospel of John. But before we turn to the Word, let us first go to the Word in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and loving God, we ask this morning that you would walk with us. Give us a spirit of wisdom and of revelation of the knowledge of Christ, so that our eyes of our heart might be enlightened. Father, help us to know the hope to which you have called us to, and the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints, and the immeasurable greatness of your power at work in us, through Christ our Lord. Amen. John 1, 14. Listen now for word from our Lord. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This concludes the reading from the Gospel of John. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace be unto you, through God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to know a person's greatest desire and what really motivates and drives them, all you have to do is look at where they spend the majority of their time, their money, and their energy. When we have strong feelings and desires about something, it influences everything that we do, such as our thoughts, our attitudes, and our actions reflect whatever it is that our hearts long for. That is where you will find a person's prevailing heart's desire. The prevailing heart's desire of God is to be with you. If you don't hear me say anything else today, I want you to know that God's heart's desire is to always be with you. I don't care what situation you may be faced with this morning, what obstacle you may have to go over, whatever it is that you may be dealing with, God is with you. God's heart's desire is to be with his children. When you gaze throughout the book of Genesis and you can see this constant theme or this metaphor, if you will, this idea of walking with God. The Bible declares that Adam walked with God in the cool of the day. Enoch walked with God. Noah was one who walked with God. Abraham walked with God. And Moses walked with God. There's this constant notion of walking with God. With God. To be honest, my brothers and sisters, we, we never got it right. So instead, God decided way back when, even before the foundations of the earth, as the old preachers would say, back before there was a when or a where or a then or a there, God decided that I'm going to go down and I'm going to be with my people. John says it like this, the word became a human being and lived here 
with us. God became a human without ceasing to be God. The good news of the text for humanity is that the word didn't just come. He didn't show up angry or upset with humanity. He didn't show up judgmental. He didn't show up prideful or arrogant. Most importantly, he didn't show up empty-handed. But he showed up with his hands full. One hand full of grace and the other hand full of truth. And for the next few moments of your time, I just want to talk about grace and truth, if that's all right with you. One hand was full of grace. And the reality is, I was messed up. I was jacked up. I was torn up. Doing everything that I was big and bad enough to do. Making mistake after mistake, bad call after bad call, in error of judgment after every turn of my life. I've done some things that I should not have done. I said some things I should not have said. I left undone some things I should have done and left unsaid some things I should have said. And I'm sure I'm not alone in this because every one of us in this liturgical setting today have done some things we should not have done, have said some things we should not have said, maybe thought some thoughts that we should not have been thinking, have left undone some things we should have done and left unsaid some things we should have said. And for you super spiritual and holy ones among us today, I'm talking to you too. That every one of us that have been saved for a long time, who acts as if we have forgotten or, or forgotten um, what we have done in our past, and now we look our nose down on our brothers and sisters who's making mistakes. That, by the way, is sin too. I just want you to know that every one of us has made more mistakes than we care to talk about, even with our churchy titles, our degrees, our accolades, our GPAs. There's still more skeletons in our closet than we care to talk about. And until everybody gets it today, I'm going to stay right here because every one of us may as well fess up and be honest in here today. We all in here together because we have done some things we should not have done, have said some things we should not have said, have left undone some things we should have done and left unsaid some things we have said. But the grace of God. Child of God, you ought to thank him for his grace this morning. His favor, the word means being full of divine goodness and favor. Does anybody in here know about his grace? Do anybody know about his favor? Paul says it like this in 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, but the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. I'm sure Paul can testify about the grace of God because Paul, who once was Saul, who, who wasn't looking for God, but rather looking to persecute the people of God, was on his way to Damascus to take some, take some folks out. But instead, grace met him. The word of God decided to come down and moreover, knock him down. Jesus spoke to him and said, it is I that you are persecuting, Saul. So Saul required, re replied in fear and in trembling, 
and questioned, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said, arise and go to the city and I will tell you what you must do. And Saul couldn't see. So those who were journeyed with him took Saul by the hand and led him to the city. Inserted into every one of us, inserted into every one of our lives has been a measure of God's grace. John 1 and 16 says, for from his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Even though we were at one point jacked up, we were at one point messed up, at one point we may have been torn up, grace came and dwelled among us. One hand, he was full of grace. The other hand, full of truth. Truth is the way of life that God has called each and every one of us to. Jesus said in John chapter 8 to the Jews that would believe him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus didn't say you shall know a truth or any truth but the truth. He is the embodiment of all truth. Jesus is saying here that I am the truth with a capital T. And if you believe that and make the things that I do and tell you your dwelling place, you will know me and I will make you free. And I don't care how hard you try, my brothers and my sisters, you cannot free yourself. You have to get to know him. And in the process of getting to know him, he will set you free. You come to know him by walking with him. Colossians 2 and 6 tells us, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Continue to live your lives in him. Psalms 91 and 1, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the opposite of truth, we all know, is a lie. And the Bible declares that Satan, the adversary, he is the father of, of lies. Our commitment to the truth is often stretched thin in our workplace. It's often stretched thin in the privacy of our own homes, in the privacy of our dorm rooms, in the privacy of our own cellular devices. It's stretched thin in our communities. It's stretched thin among those who don't look like we do. The truth is oftentimes stretched thin among those who don't act like we act or sound like we sound or have the things that we have. The truth is stretched thin when people don't think or have the same preferences that we have. 
One of my favorite quotes says this, truth hates sin, grace loves the sinner. Those full of grace and truth, those full of Jesus, they do them both. I remember growing up, uh, being in my home and at the dinner table when it's time to eat, someone would ask for the salt. And mom would always say, you never pass the salt without the pepper. You always pass them together. Whether the person only wants one or the other, you always, they always stay together. In the same way, I see this idea of grace and truth. They must always be together. You can never have grace without truth or truth without telling the truth graciously. Oftentimes, on one hand, we can be quick to tell somebody the truth about themselves, but no grace is extended. And on the, other on the other hand, we can often be gracious to people, but never tell them the truth about themselves. When was the last time you passed grace and truth together? One of my favorite quotes by N.T. Wright says this, grace and truth are met together. Justice and peace have kissed each other. Truth springs up from the ground, and justice looks down from heaven. John 1 and 14, it says, And the word became flesh, and dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The word didn't just come empty looking to receive, but rather came full, ready to give. It should be our prevailing heart's desire to come to him empty, looking to receive from him and leave this place with our hands full of him, one hand full of grace and the other hand full of truth. And with that walk out of here, ready to join hands with our neighbor, with our brothers and our sisters, and join hands with the world around us and walk with them as we walk in Christ in the spirit of truth. Shall we pray? We thank you, Father, for your word that became flesh and made its habitation among us. God, our prayer this morning is that you would help us to walk with one another full of grace and full of truth so that as our neighbors and those who don't look like us or act like us or sound like us can see you within us 
and we can reach out our hand and walk with them and extend that grace and truth that you have extended to us. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for listening today. And if you want more information on our upcoming events, you can visit our website at leeuniversity.edu.